Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. Uh, I am your host, Patrick, a.k.a. Kropot Pinball. Hey, I'm Eddie, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul Gotbars. <laughs> and I am Caroline, a.k.a. Daughter Got Feederson. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's back for an episode. Hey, what's up? Hi. Hey! Hey, uh, I was released from my hyperbolic time pod, I uh, regained my memories, and I'm here to uh, talk about the world of politics. It's back, baby. With hell. <laughs> I woo. Um, so, <laughs> so I think we should start the show this week talking about the most pressing political issue facing us, um, and that is hashtag free Roy. We're going to be mobilizing a strike force to storm Twitter, Twitter jail, wherever it is. One million strong to free the fuck warlock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you uh, out of the loop, Roy got banned from Twitter for threatening <laughs> to kill Ray Romano. <laughs> Apparently in the uh, Twitter terms of service, the phrase, I'm going to kill you, Ray Romano, is not, it's verboten. <laughs> Jack said no. <laughs> it is a very good thing to get banned for. Yeah. The for Ray sure. Romano lobby is just too strong at Silicon Valley. <laughs> if I had to get banned from Twitter, one of the main ways I would do it would be threatening a famous uh, sitcom comedian, <laughs> Ray Romano. Everybody loves him. So that's why it's you true. can't threaten to kill him. It's true. Um, <clears throat> if you, uh, yeah, I'm sure Jack wants to hear from all of us. So just, uh, you know, with no prompt, just message at Jack on Twitter, free fuck warlock, and I'm sure <laughs> we can get a, a movement going. It was very good when Huffington Post writer Ashley Feinberg just kept sending DMs to Jack Dorsey, Jack, delete the website. <laughs> you still have time, delete the site, and then had an interview with him, and he was kind of confused and befuddled by those DMs. <laughs> it was good. And I'm going to chain my chain myself to the doors of Twitter headquarters. Exactly until, one door. <laughs> exactly one door. <laughs> and I'm going to yell and scream. They can ban me. I don't care. <laughs> this is worth fighting for. Um. All right. Should we talk about some actual politics that happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like, <laughs> considering the politics that are on the docket this week, calling them actual politics <laughs> is kind of a stretch. That's fair. But um, we could talk about the funny thing that happened this week, which is the Michael Cohen hearings, her testimony, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Michael Cohen was testifying before, was this the Oversight Committee? Is that what the public one? Yeah. Yeah, and also the Intelligence uh, Committee, but that one is not going to be held publicly, because I guess it's sensitive or whatever. Yeah, show, show us the tapes. The <laughs> show us the tapes, specifically okay. one tape. With a yellow label. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so uh, I didn't actually watch the Cone hearings, um, because believe it or not, after sitting through six hours of the Kavanaugh hearings, like four months ago, or however oh, the God, fuck long yeah, ago I did that was, too. I just, I can't do it to myself anymore, so now I just, I get the, the bullet points from Twitter. What happened? Uh, there's a guy named, like, Michael Calamari. <laughs> so he exists. Oh, yeah? I didn't know about that guy. Who is that guy? Yeah, all I, I remember it was in um because I'm I'm good a politics reporter. I only watched the uh, clip of funny AOC like interrogating him, and she's like, "Would you know um if Donald Trump did this to like something something about like evading taxes?" And he's like, "No, the guy who knows that is his name's like William Calamari," and no, <laughs> oh, and no one reacted to this. <laughs> uh, Fucking JoJo ass name. <laughs> We can't talk about JoJo this early into the episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch the hearings either, but um, I read the opening statement that the New York Times published the night before. And there are two things I would like to touch on in that opening statement. And again, it's like all a it, it's all a big nothing. They're not gonna. This is a this is a ah well, nevertheless, as <laughs> it always has been and always will be. But um, one. Cohen was instructed on multiple occasions by the President of the United States to threaten various high schools and colleges and also the organization, the College Board, to not release his grades and SAT scores. It yeah. rules! That's so good! <laughs> and two, um, 
Michael Cohen's hackles were raised. He, the spidey sense went off that something maybe was screwy going on with the Trump, with like the Russia meeting with Don Jr. because he saw Don Jr. being allowed to speak to Donald <laughs> Sr. A person who has waxed uh, poetically in the past to Michael Cohen just endlessly about how Don Jr. has the worst judgment of anyone in the world. Um, <laughs> famously before in um, Donald's first wife's autobiography, Ivana said that she proposed naming Donald Jr. like Donald Jr. to Trump. And he was like, we can't name him that. What if he's a loser? So, yep. I mean, just lots of psychology going on there in that relationship if you like know your sat score you're a a nerd Mm -hmm. like i don't listen i the day before i took my sat i went to a world inferno friendship society concert (laughs) and i got back at three in the morning and i went to a school i didn't go to to take the sat (laughs) and look at me now i'm a podcaster so (laughs) the american dream if that's something you're worried about don't even don't even consider it uh, well, I can't. Yeah. I can't vouch for his idiot son, though. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of um, threatening, who was that? I think he's a congressman who like tweeted to Michael Cohen, um, like Gates? threatening his family. Gats? I don't know. There's a lot of vowels in his last name. I think. But... <laughs> yeah, he's a he's Trump just, like, guy. Essentially, the point of his tweet was just like, "Hey, Michael Cohen, you better like think twice before testifying against our good president, uh, or else I'll have to tell your wife you're cheating on her or whatever." I mean, like. Like, literal, actual witness tampering. Just right there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. My dude is flipping, though. He's just giving up names <laughs> left and right. It's so delicious. <laughs> yeah, he's... Absolutely. I think he's still, or he was, as of, like, yesterday, still listed uh, on the GOP website as, like, their co-finance chair or whatever. Oh, Friend cool. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Something funny I know that happened in the hearings was a Republican congressman, Mark Meadows, um, basically said, it's, uh, Mr. Cohen, it's impossible that Trump said all these horrible, awful, racist things about black people that he obviously said because he employed this black woman here. And then yeah. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib was like, that is... Mark Meadows, you have done something racist here to imply that someone who has interacted with a black person in any like non-hostile capacity at any time is not a vir—I don't know how to pronounce that word—but virulent racist. Um, and he just got extremely mad, red, nude, and online <laughs> in the congressional hearing chambers. Emphasis on the red. I think he started sobbing. I- I'm not sure. I didn't watch any of this, but this is what I've gathered from reports of what happened and uh, I, I go ahead very um you know common tactic one time prompted by nothing my mom just told me that she can't be racist because my dad is a puerto rican guy so i mean it's like <laughs> oh. sound logic like you know you can't argue with the facts so. <laughs> yeah. and I, I guess i might just not. be get, i might just be getting story wires crossed here but is this not the same woman who then like just recently announced or like made a statement saying that trump like tried to assault her is that a different lady? I assume it would have to be. But okay. Like I... I mean, it would make sense that it's a different person because you can't get that much news all at once. No. Nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he keeps going and it's not going to change anything. No. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's an interesting diversion. I think at this point, like congressional hearings are just kind of like Coliseum battles. Yeah. yeah, one pops up and I'm doing, oh, this ought to be good. And then, like, <laughs> forgetting about it two days later, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just going to be this forever, just posturing for the base um, and, you know, just trying to be the lou- the person screaming the loudest and crying the most tears on the floors of Congress. Yeah. Because you know you're being broadcast on national television. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Um, y'all hear about the Oscars? Folks, movies are back. Uh, they're here to stay, and the stars were out on Sunday night. Uh, live from the red carpet. It's Saturday, Sunday night, and let me tell you, uh, the, uh, the right movies were. Action. 
<laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man won Best Movie of the Year. <laughs> it did. And mm-hmm. folks are loving it. <laughs> Everybody loves it this year. Um, I don't... All I, My only, like, relation to Green Book is that Jesus and Mero make fun of it all the time. So I actually don't know the, uh, <laughs> the details of this film. <laughs> but it's very funny to, to me that it won. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's... I mean... It is very funny that it won. I think this might be the first year in at least a long time where I still haven't seen any of the Best Picture noms. Like, mm-hmm. normally I see, like, at least one or two. But I this saw year, the Sexy Fish movie couldn't... last year. And I yeah. was like, yeah, damn, Del Toro, he did it again. Um, probably at least one other. I saw, like, three to four movies this year and none of them got nominated for anything. So, fuck these two Academy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what they get for not letting me host their fucking award show. They didn't want it to be controversial, so you know, <laughs> they had to t- tone it down this year. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's a story that, like, somehow I never even saw, like, making headlines. Um, like, I saw it on TV, but never on Twitter, which is where I get most of my news because I'm mm-hmm. hashtag millennial. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys hear about this Coast Guard guy who is going to, like, do a bunch of terrorism? Yeah. I Tell me that. more. <laughs> Oh, hold on, let me find his name. He had an it Excel was... document, just like a list of a bunch of various political figures, uh, like politicians, like uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Pelosi, like the media figures, and then there was one slot that was just the DSA. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool guy, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, I guess, ex-Coast Guard now from Maryland, and he just had this stash of, like, dozens of guns and tons of ammo and stuff. Um, you know, a very healthy and well-adjusted individual who definitely should have had access to that sort of weaponry. But, uh, I mean, I guess good news is that they stopped him. Like, they caught him before he did anything. Yeah, there is um, kind of an interesting asymmetry. Uh, I, di- I did see this from a couple people who, uh, like, anti-fascist people who have been tracking this on Twitter. Usually the FBI will like a massive bus like this of like a thwarted terror attack they will have like a big press release about it um not there was certain because it makes them look good you know but Mm -hmm. there was a very soft media rollout this time because it wasn't like a like an easily manipulated muslim teenager that they kind of like set up an entire terror plot for specifically them instead of thwarting an existing terror plot um it's like a white guy in the military who's trying to do white supremacy race war so it's kind of right not their favorite thing to talk about the fbi (laughs) yeah uh yeah so i mean this is a guy i think if i'm remembering correctly he was I mean, this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody, but he was like a big Fox News chud. Um, and it's just kind of another story of this, like, indoctrination that, that people keep getting force-fed. It just, it, <laughs> like, every time this happens, again, it's just like, I know we live in, like, hyper time, but it's like, yeah, some Coast Guard guy said he was going to kill everyone and the entire DSA, <laughs> and he was really going to do it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know about it. I know it's I mean again because of the racism it didn't get like a ton of coverage but it's it's weird almost that it didn't like I figure at least some more like left-ish leaning uh outlets would have picked it up and like ran with it but they didn't yeah people have been um talking about this in Portland like the local leftist activism scene because recently in this isn't in the national news story but um I think like a couple weeks ago, um, it came out that this person who is in charge of this organization, Patriot Prayer, which okay. is one of I these. I already uh, like it. Yeah, you already are on board. <laughs> um, not like as explicitly like racist and fascist as like a, the Proud Boys, but a similar type of thing where it's like it's sort of like um you know these militant chuds that aren't sort of hew more towards the trump side than like the pepe side uh-huh. um but like over the past year or so that they've been like basically trying to stir up <clears throat> protest in heavily left-wing cities like portland and seattle and like busing people from some of the more rural areas and out of state to they're basically they're trying to bait anti-fascists into 
fighting them so they can like beat people up um there was some various a couple incidents like that last summer uh one of which um the police like almost killed somebody by throwing a grenade at their head or something like that Uh, there was like a (laughs) you may have seen stuff like that on twitter uh, photos from the hospital of a guy with a a helmet and like this massive projectile embedded it like the police shot him at it it's great another thing that happened at that rally was they found a bunch of these like five or six of these patriot prayer people on the top of a roof which a bunch with a bunch of rifles and they said they Mm -hmm. were just like watching in case like something went south and the police were just like oh okay um keep doing what you're doing and just like the and then said, and they probably the said maybe like put the guns away but they didn't actually take them or it was just like well see you later could you not maybe all right <laughs> anyway take easy we get to today like this month and it turns out that the leader of patriot prayer has been texting very friendly back and forth with the um, police chief or sergeant in charge of like crowd control so the head of the riot cops um, mm. And like the head of the riot cops was like informing the guy with the in charge of a bunch of violent fascists, like, hey, by the way, like there's this uh, protest of like LGBT people over here and the police isn't going to that. So just so you guys know, stuff like that. Um, and then over the past week, there's been incidents of, uh, yeah, like these right wing chuds are just getting more and more worked up. There have been several uh queer people and trans people who have been physically assaulted while walking alone within the past couple weeks by chuds like yelling slurs um mm-hmm. and, and so like the coast guard story is getting a little more traction here because they're oh yeah and then some patriot prayer person like pulled a gun outside a dsa meeting last month something like that like lots of stuff like this so people here are getting scared because people here are getting targeted personally uh, but uh-huh. it's definitely not getting like the national news coverage. The, just there's, yeah. And another part of it is the Coast Guard guy was googling like um, terms like civil war or like what will happen if like Trump yeah. impeached and stuff like that. So it's a connection to like the right wing media machine that's feeding these talking points to these violent people, which is good. Sir, we found who is every single member of the DSA in your search history, <laughs> and then you immediately look for. How to kill every member of the DSA online, please Google. So we're beginning to suspect uh, that someone went on your computer and looked for these terms without your knowledge. Uh, is this true? It was a deep state conspiracy. They're after him. Some keys were pressed at this time searching <laughs> yeah. how to kill entire Democratic Congress. We will be yet more information relayed of how these keys were pressed at this time well, we now. don't know what's we don't know what's in his heart so correct you know <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's not news obviously but like it's always great to hear exactly how on board with out and out like racists and fascists the police all over the country are like they, they, they never once like stray from that path at all the thing about the cops and the clan is that they go hand in hand everywhere <laughs> listen Sorry. did you ever see l- listen uh thin the thin blue line you know that's what they say to me it should be the thick blue line because have you ever seen a sexy ass cop shaking it <laughs> uh, on tiktok why are all those cops patrick aren't you a tiktok historian can you shed light on this phenomenon of the tiktok cops there's a ton of cops and there's a ton of like military people and i think it like they started quasi ironically like um they'd post a video in uniform or whatever and then a bunch of people would like salute in um duets to it but then i think like all good things on the internet the irony turned into sincerity um so now you just have a bunch of like teenage boys unironically hero worshiping some shitty cop from Minnesota doing nothing except harassing people on camera. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good app. It's a good profession to be the TikToking policeman. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in your your benefits package when you retire. You get a TikTok account with one million followers. 
and then you get to do a funny dance to like a Cardi B song and then you're good cop. <laughs> that's I'm, all it takes. I'm picturing one of those memes that's like a large wolf feathered with a million arrows. <laughs> like standing over a wolf that doesn't have any arrows in it and the large wolf is just cops making TikTok on the clock and then the other wolf is ungrateful citizenry. <laughs> Our officers put on this this uniform every day so they can go out and do the work no one else wants to do. You got a boyfriend? I bet he doesn't kiss you. Um. So, what else is happening? Let's see. Oh, yeah, of course, there's the looming threat of thermonuclear war in South Asia. Well, less looming uh, now, but... Yeah, yeah, that's seemed true. seemed real As bad of... for a second there. <laughs> As of today, it looks like tensions are being sort of de-escalated, but uh, it looked grim for a while. Did I miss an entire like global near catastrophe? <laughs> yes, of, you yeah. missed a globe a near uh, thermonuclear war between India and Pakistan and over yeah. to so, Kashmir. Yeah, so what it's happened? Fine was, now, I'm not sure. I mean... <laughs> I'm not sure exactly when, but sometime between a few days and a few months ago, um, in Kashmir. Um, an Indian like police station, I believe, was bombed and it killed over forty people. Um, and in retaliation, the Indian military just this last weekend uh, bombed a base in Pakistan, um, and then one of their planes crashed over Pakistan. But as of today, um, one of the surviving pilots is being returned to India, um, and it seems like it, things have never been like cool in Kashmir, but. Um, it seems like it's returning to its state of not imminently killing everyone on the planet. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in case that's going. Um, for those who don't know, India and Pakistan both have nuclear weaponry. Um, and so obviously it's it's an area to watch for conflict that could spiral out of control. It's very cool to look back on the history of the Cold War and see all the times where it's like, yeah, we almost uh, blew up the whole planet here, but this one middle uh, management Russian guy like made like the <laughs> wrong call, so that didn't happen. So it, it's, it's just constantly happening all the time. <laughs> Good to know about. Right. And the just U.S. just one... pulled out of the international nuclear... I, I don't remember the acronym for the... Um, we just pulled out of a major nuclear treaty, didn't we? Oh yes, I know. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, uh, it's gonna bother me now. Um, but yeah, and if if you're looking for an ultimate source of this tension between Pakistan and India, you can blame our good friends, the British. Mm-hmm. Because... Oh, you what? <laughs> <laughs> um, because of course, back during the Raj, they fucked up. Um, you know, an entire people. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It always goes back to those fucking jammy dodgers or whatever <laughs> they're called. They're, uh, oh, what is it? Damn it. This but is going to be a... But also Pokemon live there now, so it's <laughs> yeah. impossible to say if it's good or not. The Galarians, I think that's what the region is called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pokemon real and strong in my friend. Sobble is my friend. Sobble good. gotta pick Sobble. Grookey good. The other one, good. I wish that Grookey wasn't called that. <laughs> it's not a yeah, it sounds like a, a creature that would dis- that that I fucking see a Grookey when I'm having sleep paralysis. Like not a funny little green grass monkey. So I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll get in touch with Game Freak and see if we can call him something else. <laughs> All right. Good luck with your endeavor. Um. So y'all probably aware of this i mean this was this was headline news um but diane feinstein was terrible to a bunch of shitty kids or no sorry my favorite the kids weren't shitty. she was shitty yeah classically good always on the right side of history diane feinstein she keeps getting elected though she said it <laughs> they love her that is that is true she's been don't we elected. love our diane feinstein folks we love her friend of the show diane come on <laughs> hkip <laughs> um yeah so there was a bunch of kids uh, who went to her office to basically be like, hey, can you do something about climate change so we don't all die? She said uh, absolutely not. And she, <laughs> she was said... the uh, Delta um, the Delta representative talking to John Mulaney about his misflight. <laughs> yeah. Can you please do anything to stop climate change? No! Okay! <laughs> can I please live to age 40? No! <laughs> 
Okay, I'm gonna sit here and um, eat this fucking Panera bread. Then. <laughs> apparently, though, um, Feinstein was in the process, of, and I guess she mentioned this on the video that was circulating. Feinstein was in the process of drafting like a more "quote unquote" like passable climate bill than the Green New Deal. Um, but uh-huh. after everyone said "fuck you, Diane Feinstein," we're all gonna die this week. She has scrapped it. So that <laughs> uh, some good came out of it there, and also. Um, not, I mean, like, this contributes to it because it got a lot of media coverage, but not the specifically the Diane Feinstein protests, but there were also um, the same movement, the Sunrise Movement, did a bunch of protests outside other senators' office, including some Republicans and also um, a friend of the show, Bitch McConnell. And up until this week, Mitch McConnell has been talking about how he, like, wants to get, wants to, like, vote on the Green New Deal soon because it seems like, you know, an obvious like slam dunk for like the red the deep red base right. like opposition to like the loony left or whatever but now um mitch mcconnell is sort of like walking that back and the most recent thing he said was we're gonna look at it sometime before the august recess so <laughs> it's the outrage over um climate is really it i think it's not really becoming less partisan but it's becoming more urgent just across because yeah. people like fucking Diane Feinstein, who's what? Isn't she? How old is she? She's like eighty something. She's really old. All of these people are very old and very rich, and they just have no idea of the scale of how angry and freaked out and depressed young people are all the time about the imminent imminent death of every living thing on the planet within our <laughs> lifetimes. Yeah. Maybe if millennials picked up their pants and used fucking wooden straws, you know, we wouldn't have to come to this. But um, On a similar note, uh, six Republicans were just um, assigned to the House Climate Change Committee, uh, only one of whom actually believes in climate change. So that's cool. It's good. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta reach across the aisle. And, gotta uh... hear... Both sides. Listen, both sides. Gotta hear I, both sides. I personally... Times, this is just today, but the New York Times literally did a both sides on um, today on climate change today. It was... They phrased it as... Hold on, I'll pull up the tweet. I, I think I interrupted someone. Sorry. So continue with that. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, listen, I, while we personally might think that drowning and like being suffocated by the air is a bad thing, um, maybe it's not. Have you ever considered that? Maybe it's good. All Maybe right. it is good. Here we go. Uh, NewYorkTimes.com. How the weather gets weaponized in climate change messaging. Both climate advocates and deniers of global warming are increasingly using bouts of extreme weather to support their positions. Welcome to the weather wars. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, the Damn, great lady I, of the New York Times. I got my rain cannon, and I'm here to fucking go to war against everyone who says, It's fine. Uh the the president said it was it was cold one day, so like where where's global warming when you need it? You know? I can confirm it it's never there when you need today. it. <laughs> it did snow today. It's fucking March and it's snowing here, so uh <laughs> you know, incredibly it snowed on my birthday last year, that was March twenty first. So where oh, is that's it? that's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to me and your dad. <laughs> Let's get another snow day going. Let's get those hearts going for a snow day. <laughs> um all right so okay this is another story and it's not exactly like huge political news but a bunch of us thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about um it was like interviews with facebook moderators have you guys seen this article oh yeah this was a fucking nightmare yeah so there's been like several think pieces about like this in the past like the job of doing content moderation on facebook this specific article was about a particular company that contracts out moderation for facebook which is most of what the moderation is done by um right and it's uh, it talks about how the people who are doing the uh, content moderation uh, first they have to like identify whether it's bad or not and then they have to identify like what specific rule it's breaking then there's mm-hmm. a person above them who only makes a dollar more an hour than they do who <laughs> decide whether their decision was valid or not. And if it wasn't valid, then they like lose a point and it's like they have to keep their points up. And that Facebook has like an average goal system and just all this 
dog shit labor stuff on top of what the actual work is, which a lot of the time is looking at just horrific gore and snuff videos and hate speech, holocaust denial, all... Some really dark shit. Really dark shit just all day. And I... (laughs) And in it, it's like no one lasts at the company for like more than a year or something because they... Like, can't deal with this shit. Right. I mean, like, how how could you even? If you just had to go watch traumatic shit for eight hours a day, every day, for your entire life. Like, there's no way you could get through that and And still be like, okay. in addition to, like, the terrible, the work, it's like the conditions are like, you get seven minutes to go to the bathroom. And there's one bathroom for, like, 800 employees. Here's their salary. 200, no, absolutely not 200, sorry. Twenty eight thousand and eight hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's like it's not worth it, bud. But it, it, um, it is a problem to think about, like the scale of these in online, like social media platforms, and like the yeah. the scale of like the worst shit that people are constantly uploading to. Like, how do we? I I have no idea how we deal with that, just as a society. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it is going to, especially as these platforms continue to expand and evolve, going to become like a really big deal. Like, like all of that sort of cultural hand wringing about Dungeons and Dragons and Harry Potter or whatever. But for real this time, it's it has the possibility to like seriously psychologically damage someone. Um, there were some other articles in like recent weeks of of people with this same job, like moderating Facebook content, who had been who had started out as like normal people but um through like repeated exposure had started like trending towards white nationalism and like flat eartherism and like conspiracy shit because like if you're just exposed to it constantly and endlessly it's it's gonna get in and it's all you're mm-hmm. seeing too because you're probably not right. gonna fucking go online and look at the internet after you look at the worst shit for eight hours a day but and like what what are they making twenty eight thousand a year meanwhile someone like at facebook headquarters who makes like probably over two hundred thousand dollars is getting paid that much to send me a thing it's like this happened to you seven years ago and it's a picture (laughs) of like i crushed a can of pepsi and the caption's like damn i'm strong like that (laughs) is rewarding they have the actual salary of an average facebook employee in the article and it is two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year to do great (laughs) <laughs> we love it. We we love to see it. <laughs> oh yeah. Also about the um, psychological, how this com- particular contracting company mitigates uh, psychological trauma is in addition to your break time, um, you get nine minutes of allotted wellness time in mm-hmm. case you like see something <laughs> like a, a fucking beheading video and you have to step yeah. out for like you get nine minutes. Um, and it also says two Muslim employees were ordered to stop praying during their nine minutes per day of allotted wellness time. Have to use, have to Jesus. pray on the break. Can't pray, pray on wellness. That's wait. So is it is it nine minutes a day or nine minutes whenever you need nine it? Nine minutes a day. Okay, cool. So if I watch one beheading, take a break for nine minutes, and then come back and immediately see another one, I'm just fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Seems like a great system. I mean, hey, it's up to you to manage your time how you want. You should have considered not being <laughs> mad at it. Like, did you ever think of that? Start look inward. It is wellness time, so take take a good hard look at yourself. <laughs> Speaking of wellness, uh, Sheldon Adelson is apparently doing pretty bad right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> His lawyer announced today that his health was in, quote, dire condition, and he was too sick to um, testify, which is, I mean, (laughs) we try here on HKIP, we try to avoid celebrating the death of anybody, but uh, Sheldon Adelson has just been an objectively evil person. On our podcast, Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. We try to avoid (laughs) the celebration of death. No, listen, it's it's not a celebration to say Sheldon Adelson is going to die. I um, guess. Because he is. Pretty soon, looks like. Um, but yeah, Adelson, for if you don't know, is a big, big, big Republican donor. Um, and he's, I mean, probably like done more tangible damage to the wellness of every human on Earth than most people ever will. So um, it'll be, the, the world will be better without him in it. I'll say that much. 
It says Unless here, he... it says uh, the friend of the show, Google, is telling me that his net worth is about $36.4 billion U.S. dollars. Yeah. Uh, that's fake, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, the fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And Sheldon Adelson also, uh, his wife is a lady who was given the Medal of Honor, or Medal of Freedom, whichever is the civilian one, last mm-hmm. year by our good president, alongside such incredible humans as Elvis. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, normally that stuff is given out for, like, great, quote-unquote, services to arts and culture or whatever. And, like, you can, I understand the argument for Elvis, but <laughs> Sheldon Adelson's wife is just married to a guy who gave him a lot of money. Yep. Like, it's so transparent. Elvis really should have considered that before he ate that fucking peanut butter and ham sandwich or whatever. <laughs> Honked out. It's a pretty fucked up sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is, but just that's as far as I'm concerned. That's exactly how Elvis died. He said, "He said, oh," and he took a big bite of his peanut butter and ham sandwich. And it's too dry. He choked, and he flatlined on the toilet. Don't fact check me. That's pretty much how it happened. I think. Yeah, don't send us emails. That's factual. Actually, Elvis died peacefully in his bed. No, he didn't. He was eating an ass sandwich <laughs> when he expired. Just the most dog shit sandwich. um so um caroline do you remember your good friend and nemesis jacob wall i do remember him oh that was who you got to do it yep (laughs) (laughs) well well dear listener caroline won (laughs) because jacob wall is no longer on twitter i mean we like in the in the trade, it, it's a Peric victory because we did like Roy did get banned. So yeah, that is true. We'll take this with a grain of salt, but it's still good to me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Jacob Wall got banned from Twitter uh, basically because he's incredibly fucking stupid and went on record. <laughs> what did the Golden the... Boy? What did the Golden Boy do to get get banned? He, I don't remember which outlet was interviewing him, but he basically admitted. Um, on record that he was just making or planning to make a bunch of different bot accounts to influence elections like he just said that and that's explicitly against twitter terms and terms of service so they just banned him thinking of doing crimes today anyone uh <laughs> are they either laura lunar dating or are they just like no, i don't think they're dating they're just the time on some sort of weird tour of the the terminally online mad um i mean because here's the thing Laura Loomer is, let me figure this out. Oh, no, okay. She's 25. Uh, Jacob Bull is 21. I thought that was going to be weirder than it was. Still not great, but beside the point. Um, Jacob yeah. Wall, he was he's just like a Twitter guy, right? Like he doesn't work for some publication. Or... No, he has, a, I mean, he has a dad who does something, and I think the dad is also a Twitter guy. Um, but the, like that's how it, yeah, I'll look up what his dad does. Hold on. But he's just, he's <laughs> yeah, just I mean, like I mean, a. I employed dad. Oh, his... That can't be right. David Wall is an American theater, television, and film character actor. No. Uh, it's gotta be... An, any, do I recognize this guy? It's gotta be another... Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of his whole thing for a while. He got started on Twitter, and I think now he has, like, columns with, like, I don't know, Breitbart or Daily Storm or one of those other shitty things. He was the youngest boy genius to ever be banned from the world of finance. <laughs> Yeah, permanently barred. <laughs> uh, like that's like, a lot of accomplishments, you know, in in a short period of time. So you gotta you gotta hand it to him. Right now, he's on some campaign with Loomer at the at CPAC to oust Ilan Omar for something or other. Um, oh. But they're just getting owned as they always do. Godspeed. Oh, aren't they? I think th- I saw them, like, they were worried that Ilan Omar was gonna, like, send dudes out to shoot them or something. That would be pretty funny if that happens. That would be very funny. Um, speaking of the, the SEC punishing idiots, did you guys see that uh, Elon Musk? Um, <laughs> yeah. The SEC, the SEC asked that he be held in contempt for tweeting again. He cut out for a second. I didn't hear Oh, the SEC asked that um, Elon Musk be held in contempt of court for doing more tweets. Okay. <laughs> because he was tweeting, he was um, talking about, like, Facebook, or not Facebook, wrong fucking evil company, uh, Tesla production numbers, um, which is something that is obviously gonna, like, explicitly impact business, and that thus is illegal for him to do. It's not against the terms of service, though. 
<laughs> he get he gets not. to keep doing it. He is still on Twitter. Uh. Um. It was really funny in that Jack Dorsey interview, um, like a couple months ago, where he was like, uh, "Yeah, like it's interesting to see like how people use Twitter to uh, like I think the best people using Twitter right now are like Kanye West and Elon Musk, like two people okay. known <laughs> As for intended. improving their careers by posting a lot, especially Elon Musk." Just doing great. Earlier, posts. earlier today, Hideo Kojima tweeted out a picture of him hanging out with churches backstage and they were happy <laughs> and smiling. And I'm like, damn, this website is good. Hideo Kojima and has such a good Twitter. He's, I Did you see the other day he fucking tweeted about how he was scared of Big Bird as a kid because of his <laughs> yeah. size and the way he walked? No. <laughs> anyway, back to Death Stranding. <laughs> um, I think maybe we're using Twitter wrong. I think Jack designed it. It's like a lament configuration. We're like actively supposed to be trying to ruin our lives with it. Um, my my Twitter is currently locked because I don't want uh, any of my students like looking me up and seeing <laughs> me tweet some shit like, damn, like, oi, gov, I'm Sobble and I'm about to wreck you, mate. And then coming into class and being like, Mr. Mine, what does this mean? <laughs> the other day one kid he was like hey do you have a middle name and i was like absolutely not fuck <laughs> off <laughs> so that's such a good invasive kid question yeah and i was like i actually don't so <laughs> i don't know if that makes me easier or harder to find but <laughs> i will never let these children see my protected tweets <laughs> um i think that's all the news that happened unless you guys can think of more stuff is that news that's news. Um, it's Justin Bieber's birthday, apparently. Happy birthday, Bieber. Happy Santa happy legend. Um, oh, no, I'm, not, not, I'm not doing this again. There was an episode a while ago where I just fucking read CNN headlines. I'm not sinking that low again. If we have nothing to talk let, about, let me we just can move let me on. just hop over to CNN real quick. It's breaking news. Latest videos. Um, yeah, no, nothing good here. No. <laughs> Right. Oh, NBA player plans to build a $100 million Iron Man suit. That, okay, alright, that sounds cool. There. I can get behind uh, that. Who's the player? Brooklyn Nets point guard Spencer Dinwiddie. Is he um, allowed to wear it during basketball? Uh, let's see. Uh, he wants to do it when he retires, so. Oh. Damn. We're behind <laughs> you, Spencer. <laughs> Go fund me Spencer Dinwiddie's Iron Man suit. <laughs> and that's all the news today. All right, we got it. Good, good news, good gamers. News. Uh, I mean, it's all oh, bad shit. news. shit! Who won the Mask Singer? Oh, I love news. Wait, is that a competition? I thought it was just you. You guessed who it was. Oh, it's a video. I'm not watching this shit. I thought <laughs> the Mask Singer was gonna be like its actual singers. Apparently, it's based off of like a really popular uh, Korean show. Oh, okay. But um, I thought it was gonna be like these are actual singers, and then you have to like figure out who they are but it's just like vaguely famous people like yeah fucking tony kornheiser's on there and, like <laughs> you don't know it's him i didn't watch it but i would have liked if it was for famous people that i know and i was like damn is that adele i don't know <laughs> i don't know what she sounds like i've never heard an adele i've never heard it <laughs> it was her this whole time <laughs> um all right so do you guys have Lightbringers, that thing we definitely didn't steal from the anybody's thing. podcast who's on the episode right now? Huh, what? What? Who? Who? Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one in my pocket. All right, go ahead, hit us with it. Oh, okay, so I've been trying to get better at the video game Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, which is fun, but I'm very bad at it. So I've been watching, like, trying to watch videos of, like, good players, but the thing is, all people on YouTube... And, like, gamers are terrible. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of a challenge. And I found this one guy, his, uh, I think his account is just JTales, is the name of his, uh, like, YouTube account. And he puts up these really in-depth, like, guides and good videos. And you can tell he was also a teacher at some point, just of how he talks. Uh -huh. He does he does that voice all the time. And it's just refreshing because anytime he, like, he gets beat, he's like, oh, wow, that was a really good forward air from this player. And I'm like, wow, this is nice. So it's just <laughs> good to see, like... A video game guy that is just pleasant and good to see. It's awesome. So that's fine. And I have actually gotten better at a video game thanks to this man. So thank you. Thank you, JTales, right. for your service. 
Um, I have one, and it's a medium that I don't think I've ever light brought on the podcast before. It's a book, believe it or not. Uh, every once in a while, I still read things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's called uh, The Periodic Table by Primo Levi, who is was um, an organic chemist um, and Italian Jewish man who was uh, spent a lot of time in Auschwitz during World War II. Um, but his book is, I don't really know how to explain it to people. He writes in a way that, um, that just kind of resonates with my brain a lot. And I like it a lot because he's, he's like equal parts poet and scientist, which I think kind of marries together well for, um, a really, a really interesting reading, reading experience. Um, and this book, The Periodic Table is a collection of like memoirs and short fiction pieces, uh, that are each named after an element on the periodic table. And they all sort of tie together for this overarching narrative that is very emotional and uh it's really good it's one of my favorite books that i've read in a very long time and if you're interested i would strongly suggest you check it out it's not very big it's pretty short you can get through it in a couple days really easy um so yeah check it out as soon as you said it was going to be a book i thought you were going to drop a fucking fire and blood on me oh i do (laughs) have that right in front of me i'm glad you didn't (laughs) go down that route (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I um not really a traditional light bringer, but I saw two really cool birds on campus over the past week. One Hell is yeah. a Stellar's Jay, which is bright blue with a black head, and it's very cool looking. I love it. And the other was a Cooper's Hawk, which I guess doesn't look that different from a normal hawk, but it was cool to see a hawk up close. It's good. I like them. They're fun. They're my friends. Uh, I want to give a sub Lightbringer to the lady working at the Aubon Pan on my campus today because I went and I was like, yo, can I get this bagel and coffee? And she said, the card reader's down. You can have it. And I said, <laughs> sick. Thank you so much. Practice. Uh, actually, I was going to get like eight more bagels. Is that cool? But I only took the one. So shout out to her. <laughs> she's good. Uh, she's um, a real one. We stand. Yeah. Comrade. So that is going to about do it for us. Um if you would like to help us out and sh- support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash hkipgtd. If you give us $1 a month, you get access to all of our fun bonus content um, and like audio audio and written Lightbringers. Um, I think just last episode, Alex ended up putting um, a little bit of cut content onto the Patreon for everybody to listen to. So if you're interested in that, do it for a dollar. <laughs> um, for $5 a month, you get a special role in our Discord and you'll get a shout out uh, every episode and for ten dollars a month you get an even special role uh, and also a shout out and you get to listen to us live as we're recording like one two three people are doing right now thank you all very much for your support um and oh i lost my train of thought where's i going with this oh i gotta read people's names huh no you go you you do all of them here yeah we we do all of them we only do one yeah so <laughs> All right, so thank you to actual socialist Elon Musk, Alex Schaup, Benjamin Kingston Faria, Bryant, Burgermeister, Cadejo, David Besser, Destry Hawk, oh, this is a new one, Dickbutt is the Real Jesus, Dijane, (laughs) Dr. Activisionary, Ellen the Anarcho Lalandist, Evan, Feminine Murder Clown, Flo Siegel, Fully Automated Luxury Gay gay Space Hellcat, George Homework Bush, Funeral City, 350 Billion Dead, Gibraltar X Mirage, Sexy Fanfic, Hank Hill's Hentai Hankering, Harry Tomlinson, Helga K, Maximilian Rower, Michael Weems, Mogu, Mr. Big the Cat, Nick Clarkson, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Oingo Zuma, Kua Boingo, Ollie Anders, oh whoa, what's this? Pregnant Seinfeld, Pierre the Disaster, Ria Morrison, Roanberg, Rob Walsh, Single Payer, Sonic Empreg, Six Arm Sweater, Sophie, Stephanie Ruff, Summergeist, The Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Thank you all very much for your patronage. You did it. You did it. Uh, If you want to keep up with the show, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash hkipgtd, on Tumblr at hkipgtd.tumblr.com. Um, You can also plug that into Facebook and Reddit if you want to find our Facebook and Reddit, which are not super active but they're there if you want to check them out our episodes get linked there and stuff um if you have a question that you would like to ask ask us for us to answer um we'll probably be doing a mailbag soon i know i've said that every time i've been on the podcast for the last two and a half months but i promise this time we'll get one out for you 
Um, so send that along either to our Tumblr inbox or to our email, uh, hkipgtd at gmail.com. Um, thank you, as always, to the taxpayers for letting us use their song, um, Evil Men, for our theme song. And thank you, Bisexual Punch Party, for setting up our Reddit. Uh, I think that's it. Do I need to thank anybody else? I mean, other than me. Yeah, th- yeah, thank you, Eddie, very much for coming back to do an episode. It's It's been a real treat, and as always... I got the hot tag. I had to come in and clean house. So. <laughs> you're welcome back whenever you want. I think you're... At this point, you've almost been on more than Brooks, who is still, apparently, <laughs> a host of this show. Um, Brooks is learning how to wrestle. He's very busy. That's true. He's 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 got stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so I've been Patrick. If you want to follow me, you can do that at twitter.com slash pg1497. Hey, I'm uh, Eddie, uh, a.k.a. Junior Mints, a.k.a. Uh, Thin Squizzy, a.k.a. Dijon Targaryen, a.k.a. The Anemic Assassin, a.k.a. Dummy Thick Valentine, a.k.a. Poppy Schmendrick, a.k.a. Mr. Fucking Born to Run. And you can follow me on Twitter at Squizpillion and listen to Post Game of Thrones soon and yada yada oh, boys and fun point. And uh, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna drop an exclusive on you, uh, Patreon.com/slash/PostGameOfThrones, where we do Carry Me Home, which me and producer Kim watch every Jim Carrey movie ever and rank them. We have another exclusive Patreon podcast in the works. Oh, so if you want to hear me and Brooks talk about something, uh, we'll stay on the lookout for that. <laughs> well, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a winning formula for a podcast. <laughs> it hasn't worked in the past, and we're gonna keep trying until it does. I'm Caroline, and you can follow me on Twitter at csavage with two Bs. Um, okay, so this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. It's a fact. Just a fact. Um, Memento Pokemori. <laughs>